How many glad to be back in the house of God tonight? Amen. Amen. Set up here. How many was blessed by that word by Pastor this morning? Amen. I truly um, um, uh, appreciate Pastor for that word. Um, uh, you know, because sometimes when you think about you know being a pillar. Uh, you know, many times that's one of those situations that not necessarily we're not aware of, but just the depth of how important it is. I just think about, you know, pillars just in itself, you know, of, of folks that have held this church up over the years. And for whatever reason or not, not here to bash folks or whatnot, uh, but some folks that were pillars aren't here. And I just wonder, you know, just how much, you know, uh, stronger, how much different things can could it be, but praise God for the pillars that still remain. Can you say amen? Those that are still trucking, amen, in tough times and ups and downs. And so I appreciate uh, every last one of you, your ministries, uh, uh, your time investing in, in the house of God. It really does mean a lot. Uh, longevity, can you say amen? If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to the book of Luke, uh, chapter 10, 38 through 42. Luke, chapter 10. 38 through 42. When you hear the word excuses or excuses, what comes to mind this evening? Think about that for a moment. Just give you a little time. When you think about an excuse, what comes to mind? You know, as I begin to put this sermon together and God's given me some some different things I want to uh, 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 preach to you tonight. You know, I just tell about, just want that to really sit in. When you hear the word excuses, what comes to your memory? What comes to mind? How many know that, you know, just in those 10 seconds as you ponder, how many know many things came to your mind, right? You think about excuses, uh, many times uh, depending on that range or, or how it's, uh, you know, that person that you're talking to, uh, many times uh, an excuse is looked at something that, uh, you know, something that if you're always talking to a person who's full of excuses, you know, you yourself get tired of it, right? It's a situation because you identify that thing that that person wants to do or, or making uh, some type of reasoning uh, or why they're not doing something many times, uh, you know, you have recognized that as an excuse. How many know there's, you know there's grace at first when you hear something, but then when something's a pattern of something, come on, that's important to some degree, rather whatever opposite end. Now, how many of we all made excuses before, right? You know, I don't know about you, when I hear the word excuses, sometimes word and phrases aren't the only things that pops up in my mind. Sometimes I see people's faces. Amen. Matter of fact, Khadijah got them uh, a couple of pictures on some of y'all that uh, we're going to look at. I was just joking. <laughs> some of y'all, no, I know he didn't go there. I'm going to put my face on the wall. Just teasing. But, you know, honestly, right, you thought about excuses. Some of y'all didn't think about words. You heard what I said, but y'all saw faces. Mm-hmm. Y'all like, yeah, that kept joking right there. Boy, I made some excuses. Shoot. But, you know, I, I'm, I begin to just think about this, um, church. But there's one excuse that seems to have uh, no close seconds when it comes to being the most popular excuse 
many times uh, for many different reasons of life, but particularly uh, when, it's, when it's dealing with the things of God. And that's the excuse tonight of, I'm busy. I'm busy. Now, some of you right there is like, you know, don't, don't, don't go there tonight, Pastor. Don't go there tonight. Well, listen, we're going we're gonna to go there because uh, many times when things, again, it becomes a pattern, especially involving the kingdom of God, I identify that as an excuse. That every situation, every circumstance, uh, for the most part, uh, begins to fall in the category of busy. I'm busy. And so I want to talk about that uh, tonight. And I want to preach a sermon I've entitled, Are You Too Busy? Are You Too Busy? We read about a lady that was very busy, had a right heart, right intentions, but she was a little bit too busy at the wrong time. Now it happened as they went uh, that he entered, talking about Jesus, a certain village, and, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things, uh, but, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Let us pray, church. Heavenly Father, God, I ask God right now, God, uh, as we sit here, God, uh, this evening, God, I pray, God, that this word um, uh, minister to your people, God, uh, concerning the word busy tonight. Um, God, I pray, God, right now uh, that uh, we do not allow this word uh, and its meaning, God, to hinder what you will have to do uh, in our lives, uh, both spiritual and practical, God. We ask, God, that we put this word in proper perspective tonight, uh, and I ask all these things, God, come not in the confidence of my flesh, uh, but I ask God that you will move God and anoint these words tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said amen. I want to look at too busy for Jesus. Ain't nobody too busy for Jesus in here, is it? All right, we're in the right church. No one's too busy. All right, we're going to find out as the months go. You know, one of the most common and casual statements I've heard over the years uh, to what people can't do for God or whether that's, you know, just in general. Uh, it, it, it revolves around, I'm just busy. Matter of fact, you know, I, was, I can't make this up. You know, I was, you know, coming out of prayer and, you know, trying to talk with some follow-up on somebody. And uh, uh, they was like, yep, pastor, can't make it because I've been busy day. I like, ain't that about something. <laughs> exactly what your boy preaching on. I mean, the word busy right there in my text, man. I'm like, man, I'm on something now, man. <laughs> and by the way, they're always busy. They're always busy every Sunday. Sunday is the busy day. But, I, you know, I begin to just think about, you know, uh, this word. Uh, because, it be, it, you know, if we'll be honest, it, be has, uh, uh, it can become a, a scapegoat, correct? In our text, church. We read about a lady, uh, uh, Martha, many of you guys know the story. She's there. There's a highly anticipated uh, uh, Jesus is coming there. And not only is he coming to town, but he's coming to the house. Amen. I mean, I'm just thinking about, you know, I like when I read the Bible, I like to play these things out. I mean, Jesus coming. This ain't just no normal fellowship. 
This is God in the flesh coming to eat at your dirty house. You know how we get. We have a fellowship. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the, you know, that could be a, that's going to be a number one argument when you host a fellowship. And she's like, this house is dirty. And you got the nerve to invite the whole entire church. That ain't us. That's not us. But here it is. Jesus is coming to, the, to a fellowship. He's coming there. And the Bible says that these women, uh, they both got good intentions. They both have a, a good heart. Uh, and here it is. Jesus here. Uh, and the Bible says one's at the feet of Jesus uh, and one servant. How many know both women were doing great things? You know, we had to get the house cleaned up, obviously. It's the king of kings, lord of lords. Uh, no one, uh, you know, Jesus already knew that house was dirty prior before, but nevertheless, <laughs> you know, he already knew, you know. <laughs> but, you know, still cleaned up. And here it is, the Bible says that Jesus began to, you know, praise Mary on where she decided to choose and put her, her energy and effort. Here's Martha. You know, Martha sometimes get a bad rap, you know, many times and, you know, for different things. But, hey, you know, she, she had good intentions. And I believe that's the same time with, with a lot of us, that we have good intentions. We don't mean to neglect the things of God. We don't mean to go off to, you know, the deep end. But how many know it can happen? But I think the major problem is, is if you and I tonight are using business as our excuse for everything. You know, I myself, you know, uh, uh, you know, self-proclaimed to be a quite busy guy myself. And because of that, I, I'm kind of a little insensitive sometimes to, you know, people that, you know, they might be a little biased, you know, I, I admit, you know, but I, I hear people business. I'm just like, I understand people got different type of business. I get it. But I'm talking about, you know, I just remember, you know, especially uh, pioneering in Chesapeake and, you know, and, and I'm talking to folks and about different things. And, you know, you, you know you're, you're working with folks all the time, especially when you're trying to build a church or whatnot, this, this is popular. Like, this is like the thing, like, that I'm, like I'm busy or whatnot. And, you know, you're dealing with people and all these different type of things, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, I'm like, here I am. I got, I got a wife, six kids, six. <laughs> See, some of y'all only can just do one hand. I got two hands. Six. I'm pioneering the church. This ain't an established church. We're building from the ground up. At the time, my wife and I had a business of eight years. So I was the CEO. I was the technician. I was the sales. I mean, I was everything about the company. Had to write three sermons a week. Our first, our, our first year and a half, we did Bible study all year round. And then I hear somebody that ain't got no job, <laughs> no spouse, no kids, no nothing. <laughs> and they busy. Made a pastor vex in Chesapeake many times. But listen, I'm not here to uh, gloat on my business. I'm just making a point because we all can identify and I get it, I understand, uh, and we're about to get break down to some things. But listen, church, uh, we have to identify and be real with ourselves when we have been pulling this busy card out too many times. 
that we're just too busy, especially involving the things of God. See, if busyness is only relevant to what you got going on or, or what you think it is important, uh, have me know, uh, yeah, you know, there's a problem with that. I personally got a problem with that, but nevertheless, little old me, I believe God has major problems with this. You know, I find it quite interesting how folks uh, can find the time to do things they really want to do. Amen? You ever talk to someone about Jesus and every time you talk to them, they always have the excuse of, Business. Why they can't do something? Why they, you know, can't come to church? Particularly, uh, you know, many times uh, you ever been on outreach, huh? You start talking to people, you know, about uh, you know, uh, them coming out, and they say, you know, uh, you know, I'm, you know, or, or you go follow up on somebody, and you know, and they say, I mean, where you been at, bro? Oh man, just been busy working, bro. Then the girlfriend hollering in the back, he ain't got no job, pastor. He lying. He ain't got nine job. He got five of money go. Oh, thanks, sis. No, he ain't got no job. But you see, y'all, you hear all the excuses, especially uh, when you're out there on the field. Or you ask them, hey, when you coming back to church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've just been busy. If you think you hear me, you, you've been busy all year long. I remember asking a person on outreach one time, uh, we had an uh, extreme or something going on, and uh, true story, and uh, you know, I like to set them up first. I say something like this to give you a little, little tip, a little uh, uh, evangelism tip. Don't tell them, don't give them all the things right now. I'm like, hey, so what you got going on, bro? They don't think you about to invite them to nothing on the spot. No, man, I ain't got nothing, man, just whatever. Hey, bro, we got a concert. Man, my, my, my oldest son, birthday party, man. I forgot. It's 3.30 when I'm talking to you, but, the, but your birthday party is at 4. How you forget? Don't think I can make it, bro. See, we all know what I'm too busy really means, church. It's our most popular, socially accepted, catch-all excuse for getting out of any situation. And you know, many times, yeah, we're joking on the sinners and people that are dodging us and don't want to come to church. But how many know we're not exempt? Because although, you know, they may be exempt and, you know, too busy from coming uh, to God all together for whatever reason, uh, you are not having the faith uh, that are saved, uh, born again, living for Jesus, amen. Uh, when it comes to uh, the demand of ministry, uh, when it comes to the demand of just servanthood, uh, many times, uh, not purposely, possibly, but we become too busy. This is now it happened. Verse 1, as they went, he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. I mean, here it is. Uh, Jesus actually came to her house. And Martha was still too busy for Jesus. Uh, and he was literally in her presence. See, how many know you don't get no closer than that? How many that's crazy to me? See, it was Martha that was too busy trying to serve, and how many know that became her excuse from what she could uh, have been doing, and she could have been sitting at the feet of Jesus. 
See, let Martha tell you that she would have said that she wasn't there uh, listening with her sister because she had to clean up. Verse 40, and she approached him saying, Lord, uh, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? See, church, busyness tonight will become your go-to excuse uh, for your negligence in the things of God. When everything revolves around I'm just too busy, uh, it will become your excuse card uh, while everything in the kingdom of God uh, becomes of no important at the time. See, for some folks, when it comes to God, being busy is like a new language. It's like a new sentence. You know, you, it's, all, it's, it's, it's like anything that revolves around life is just I'm busy, busy, busy. In his book, Hamlet's Backberry, William Powers tells the story of a friend uh, from a non-English speaking background who had migrated to the United States. He says whenever he asked her how she was, she would inevitably reply, busy, very, very, very busy. Powers thought this was strange, particularly given his friend Maria would often apply uh, a very upbeat time. He soon learned why Maria was simply uh, copying what Americans sent to each other when asked how they were doing. She thought it was the way you replied politely to inquire about how you were doing. Here's somebody that's overseas, and you know, and she just, she's just with the new language of what she believes Americans are doing. How you doing? Been busy. How you doing? Oh, man, just, you know, just working, just working. Not just off today, yeah, just still working. Yeah, you know, still busy. See, we're not careful. That can be a new language in the kingdom of God. In other words, church, I'm not making light uh, of our business. I understand we have schedules, jobs. Uh, I get all of that. Uh, but it, it becomes a problem when this is a pattern. When you're lying about questions as they being asked. There are way too many people that are pulling again out this busy car when it comes down to the things dealing with God. It becomes our bus pass to bypass the things of God, church. It makes it easy to say, oh, I forgot to do this or that, uh, and it becomes now our excuses because now there's a pattern going. You follow me? See, there's many problems with being busy tonight, church. Don't too busy. How many of being so busy this evening can and will cause us to be distracted? Amen. It can cause you and I, with having good intentions about serving God, to be easily distracted. I mean, this is what happened with Martha. She's doing a good thing. She's trying to clean the house up for God as he's coming to her house. Uh, but nevertheless, because of all the business, all the serving, all the cleaning, all the cooking, uh, you know, uh, she's missing Jesus while he's preaching. See, being too busy, even in the things of God, watch this. And too many things other than God has the capability to take away your focus on what's important at the moment. Being so busy at times uh, can have us believing that we're getting so much accomplished. How many been there? We seem to think that being so busy is a badge of honor in our society these days. We stack up our schedules uh, up to the brim only to complain about them. Come on. 
See, being busy can for sure be a good thing, but not so when the tendency uh, it neglects the time in the kingdom of God. See, we need to be, uh, be aware of the, the barrenness of a busy life. It's important, uh, amen, to have, you know, a right perspective of this. Can you say amen? You don't get me wrong tonight. Listen to me. Being busy uh, is not necessarily a bad thing. I always tell people, uh, listen, uh, you know, if you're busy many times, uh, most, of the, most times uh, that means you have some type of business about yourself. Amen. That you have some priorities. Uh, you have some things that you need to attend to. But we're talking about when Jesus is in your house and you're still busy. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about when uh, it's that moment, uh, that defining moment, amen, uh, where we, you know, uh, because again, uh, Jesus is in her house, uh, yet she's still distracted. He's there. He's no longer walking to the house. He's there. Picture that. I mean, just on our level, if God came to our house, how many know everything stops? If God was to come to our house and, and visit us and sit down, I, I don't think we we're going to be too uh, moving around. But I said, in hindsight, Jesus literally ain't, you know, in front, and this could happen. See, to be distracted means to be a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to and to something else. See, in the content of our text, Jesus is where all the attention was supposed to be. How many would agree? See, Martha was distracted from what should have been her highest priority at that moment, which was learning from Jesus. Uh, how many know uh, we can't afford to be too busy that it distracts us from the highest priority, which is Jesus Christ tonight? See, Martha was distracted with much serving. Um, Martha did nothing wrong in working hard for Jesus. Uh, that part was good. Uh, but her problem uh, was that she became distracted with much serving. Uh, she was distracted from Jesus. See, there are many people who become crabby and irritable in their service for the Lord, just like Martha was. And it can become real easy to look at all we do and, and to criticize those who don't seem to do as much. Come on, somebody. But you see, Martha's real problem wasn't Mary. Uh, how many know Martha's real problem was Martha? She had become distracted and had taken her eyes off Jesus. Uh, can this be us tonight? That while we're still serving, uh, we're in our ministries, uh, we're doing various different things, uh, keep doing those things. Uh, but according to the scripture, we can be serving, doing good things, and still miss Jesus in the midst of it. Because now that ministry becomes so bogged down, uh, things in your life become so bogged down uh, until Jesus is missing out of the picture. Didn't mean to, but now he is. Because I got to get this done. This has to happen. See, Martha's frustration is typical of those who dismally serve with good intent but forget to also sit at Jesus' feet. Did you hear me? Her frustration is typical of those who diligently serve with good intentions but yet forget to sit at God's feet. And that can be, again, be us tonight that we serve him with good hearts, amen. Uh, but, you know, uh, we're missing the opportunities to sit at God's feet. 
when God's speaking, when God's talking, when God's moving about certain different things. Could this be us tonight? Charles Surgeon says that Martha's spirit says, if the work is done, it's not that all. The Mary, she, he said, the Mary spirit asks whether Jesus is well pleased or no. See, we should be careful tonight uh, that we don't become so busy doing uh, what we believe is right, uh, yet neglect the one important thing. Jesus replied to Martha, he said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen uh, the good part uh, which would not be taken away from her. See, we almost can sense, um, you know, uh, the love in Jesus' voice as he said this. He said, see, Martha did good. See, she wanted to serve Jesus, but she had not added that one thing that is needed. See, it is possible, church. It is possible, beloved, that we can be so busy in the kingdom of God, uh, doing the will of God, uh, and still miss that one thing tonight. The Bible says that she's, she, she's doing many things. But then that one thing, did you, see, did you hear that? See what the scripture it says in that, that one thing. How many know that one main thing that, that everything we do, everything about our being and while we serve God, how many know uh, falls back to worshiping and lifting up God? Can you say amen? That he's the main thing. And listen, church, uh, we, if we get so bobbed down by being busy and being distracted by different things, uh, like Jesus uh, told Martha, you and I too can miss that one thing. In other words, we can have so many other things down-packed, uh, but we still miss the one thing. See, the Bible has something to say about that one thing. Psalms 27.4 uh, says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek, uh, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Luke 18.22 again, it says, uh, When Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing, come and follow me. See, again, church, if you and I, all of us can be here tonight and be distracted by so many things that are not necessarily sinful. You follow me? It's not necessarily something that, uh, you know, uh, that takes you out of the way has, or have you to backslide. But it begins to slow down uh, the momentum, the various different things that God may have you and I to go in. Jesus said, come and follow me. But how many know we can't follow Jesus Christ, uh, you know, uh, if, you know, if, we're not, if it's not concerned about that one thing, because we'll follow after many things. See, the one thing uh, uh, tonight that uh, needful evidently is, is, is that Mary chose the good part. Can you say amen? See, when you're too busy, uh, how many of you are opt out on opportunities? Opportunities are everywhere. How many know uh, there's opportunities, amen, uh, to witness the people at the coffee shop? Can you say amen? All these outlets, all these various different things, uh, you know, uh, that, you know uh, that, that, that God has people at. How many know we can walk out this building right now and walk to any store, any gas station, and there's people? But if you're always too busy, uh, you'll be too busy to never stop. If you're always too busy, God can't never whisper into your ear and say, I, I need you to come out, stretch past your comfort zone, uh, and spend five minutes at this gas station. Please, will you? See, this, see, see, this is that in hindsight, we don't look at it like that. Our business, you know, we're just thinking about just tied up and just work. No, no, no. I'm just talking about just that privileged time and 
But see, when you, when you got busy on your mind, that goes one ear out the other. You can't never hear God's soft uh, voice whispers to tell you to do something impromptu that wasn't in your schedule that day. To go spend time with someone, whatever the case may be. See, when you're too busy about just your life or other different things, listen, we'll opt out the opportunities that God laid aside for you. Specific people and timing for you. Matthew 6.33, we know the scripture, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Again, Martha was full in care of trouble about the household chores and everything that needed to be done. She was irritated with her sister Mary because uh, it was, uh, you know, many times it, it was the role, uh, uh, the background of this, uh, the women uh, to serve uh, in such settings. So, so, so uh, you know, on the surface, uh, you know, she's looking at, listen, this is your house. Uh, this is what we're supposed to do. She had an important task. But Jesus still tell her, the sister's chosen the one thing, Martha. So listen to me, church. You and I have to be honest tonight. You have to ask yourself, have I uh, uh, lately been neglecting, probably not purposely, but just that one thing? Just that one thing. Your heart's in the right place. You're here, praise God. You, you know, you're serving God. You love God. You're loving people. Has that overshadowed the one thing? Because according to the scripture, we can be doing many great things in the kingdom of God and not be sitting at the feet of Jesus. See, being too busy and many other things doesn't concern God, uh, uh, doesn't concern God or only our self-interest can't make us vulnerable to many different distractions. Can you say Amen. In other words, uh, God, uh, how many know God is still high priority over all things, church? See, because of Samson, uh, we know the story inches of being busy uh, in the opposite sex, uh, engulfed into the, these relationships uh, with these ungodly Philistines. How many know uh, this distraction resulted to him losing his strength and having his eyes plucked out? Because of Ge Gehazi's business of chasing money, uh, as a servant of Elisha, he was distracted by money uh, that was offered to him by Naaman. Oh, love, love. How many pulled that car right there of business when it comes to their money? Amen. Okay, wrong church then. Okay, not this church. But hey, listen, we get busy for that money quick. We get real busy. See, when a person is distracted tonight from being so busy, this usually means a person isn't or can't focus like they want to. Again, Martha knew Jesus was coming. She heard he was coming. Matter of fact, the Bible says she met him. It's almost like she got him. Did Jesus, you better take your shoes, you know, Put your coat over there. All right, now we got to get him. We gotta get... See, Martha, a problem, her concern, her business. How many know she was busy at the wrong time? I want to look at Ashley missing out because of business. 
In other words, being out of position, church. The Bible says in verse 39 uh, that she also had a sister called Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus and, and heard his word. Uh, see, the posture of, of a committed disciple, how many know was at the feet of his teacher? That was listening. It was a reason. In other words, she was in the right position uh, at the right time. Amen. Uh, all the bit, everything that she uh, didn't get done at that time, uh, you know, now it was time to be at the feet of Jesus. And how many know he wants us to be uh, uh, not out of position? Can you say amen? See, everything that the two sisters were preparing all, for all day, one of them ended up missing out. And I believe this is the life of many Christians because how many know uh, it ain't just the things of God many times, but how many know the devil uh, plays a part uh, in wanting to distract us tonight? We can't neglect that, can't uh, think about that. Maybe you heard this um, illustration before, but I'll say it again. It says Satan had a worldwide convention. And Satan called the worldwide convention of de demons. Um, in his open address, he said, uh, we can't keep Christians from going to churches. We can't keep them from reading their Bibles and knowing the truth. We can't even uh, keep them from uh, forming an, an intimate relationship with their Savior. Once they gain that connection with Jesus, our power over them is broken. So let them go to their churches. Let them have their covered um, uh, dish dinners, uh, but steal their time so that they don't have time to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, this is what I want you to do, said the devil. Distract them from gaining a hold of their Savior and maintaining vital connection throughout the day. How shall we do this, his demon shouted. Keep them busy uh, in non-essential things of life. Invent innumerable schemes to occupy their mind, he answered. Tempt them to spin, 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 borrow, borrow, borrow. Persuade their wives to go to work for long hours uh, and their husbands to work seven days a week, 10, 12 hours a day so they can afford their empty lifestyles. Keep them from spending time with their children. How I many know this is, this is prevalent right here? As their families fragrant, soon their homes will offer no escape from the present pressure of work. Overstimulate their minds uh, so that they cannot hear the still small voice. Uh, entice them to play their radio cassette paper uh, player when they drive uh, so they won't get no prayer time in. Keep their TV, CDs, VCRs, and their PCs going constantly in their homes and see it in every store and restaurant in the world play non-biblical music constantly. This would jam their minds and break their union with Christ. Fill the coffee table with magazines and newspapers. Uh, pound their minds uh, with news 24 hours a day. Invade their driving moments with billboards. Keep skinny, beautiful models on magazines and TVs so their husband uh, will believe that outward beauty uh, is what's important and they will become dissatisfied with their wives. Keep the wives too tired to love their husband at night. Uh, if they don't give their husbands the love they need, uh, they will begin to look elsewhere. How many know this is their reality? Of the demonic. This is a real reality of the demonic. That there's real distractions out there. There's real distractions out there that uh, you know uh, can become problem to a, a Christian family uh, when everybody's a workaholic. When uh, you know there's things uh, that color our mind. How many know this is true? You can't even walk into Seven Eleven without seeing something. Come on. Billboards, uh, TV ads, uh, you know, uh, uh, everything that's shaping in the world today. 
all to keep you busy. See, listen, it ain't just the actions of us being busy, uh, but if, if your mind can keep busy on unhealthy thoughts, on things, amen, uh, that you know uh, that's not going to benefit you, uh, how many know that these things, these things can detour you tonight? Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, church, uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the world runs on a fast track, church. The Bible calls it a wide road. Can you say amen? That wide road is busy with people, amen. Busy with people doing their own thing. Busy with people, our, our minds being occupied. Uh, but how many know uh, you having the mind of Christ tonight, uh, understanding these different things? How many know we got to get back to the feet of Jesus? That we're no longer allowing these things to take our interests away, church. Because how many know this is what's happening? See, how many know, like Mary, we got to choose the best part tonight? You and I have to choose the best part. And a life that's constructed, listen to me again, to be busy. We have business about ourselves. We have ministries. We have church. We have family. Uh, some of us are married. Uh, this, uh, I get it. I know. I, I understand. As I stated before, but that cannot still become our crutch. It cannot become our an excuse. Because they become a real reality of excuses uh, if we begin to just say, well, this is what I got going on. When half of the stuff you got going on, you yourself created. I tell people all the time, listen, you got you to gotta scrape some of that stuff off that plate. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't eat it all in because listen to me, it's going to consume you. And before you know, listen, uh, busyness leads to, you know, uh, complacency uh, and laziness and all these other different things. That, and your mind is totally distracted. And you find yourself, where have I come to? Where have I come to? See, you and I have to choose the best part tonight, church. Verse 41, 42 of our text, he said, Mary has chosen best part. How many of this is indicating that Mary made a choice in what she was going to be busy to and who she was going to be busy for? Come on, somebody. And that has to be you and I, church, that we're going to have to make up our mind uh, of what we're going to be busy to the most and for. And how many know it's that one thing? Can you say amen? That Jesus said uh, this one thing, amen, uh, that Mary has chosen. See, tonight, church, I challenge you. You know, as, as we begin to just really dig in and tap in and, and think about ministries and think about our, you know, our families and various different things that we have, uh, how many know we have to uh, never lose sight of choosing that one thing? And that's Jesus Christ. Because listen to me, uh, we fight on all different type of fronts tonight as Christians, church. The world, the enemy, and ourself. All these things are competing for time. All these things that at the right moment is competing to distract you. The flesh, the world, the enemy. We fight this every day, right? These things, these realities exist every day. The world that you wake up and go to and, and do various different things. The enemy that's constantly in your mind uh, in that battleground of them strongholds. Fighting for the, the, the will of man. 
always tell people, listen, the devil and God don't have uh, too much in common, but one thing they have in common is you. God loves you all the more and the devil hates you all the more. But which ones are, who, who's going to control uh, uh, the busyness as far as where we give our attention to? Mary chose the good part. And I encourage the church that you sit at the feet of Jesus. Don't allow the things of the world, uh, rather outside in the world, demonic, or even, listen, in the kingdom of God. We don't want to get to the point to where our ministries and people that we're working with now is just robotic. It's just routine. It's just what we do. Considering we do have things that are routine. We come to church three times a week. That doesn't change, right? Corporate outreach is on Saturday. There are things that are routinely done, but just because things are routinely done, it doesn't define us. It doesn't make us routine. You follow what I'm saying? Our things that we have in routine doesn't make us routine. It doesn't get us busy to where you and I are misplacing that one thing. Can you say amen? Can I have every head bow, every eye closed tonight? In respect.